T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Chris Hanley joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? That is uh, Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys. Um, the value and limitations of vibes in basketball, one of my topics in my Grizzlies column today. Yeah, I've retweeted the Grizzlies column today. I would urge folks to read it. You can read it at the Daily Memphis. You can go to Twitter, Chris's Twitter or my Twitter and find it. I'm going to get to the vibes uh, because they that has to do with tonight's opponent, uh, Brooklyn. But let's talk about the weekend first. Uh, it would be nice if Dylan and Zaire would come back, <laughs> and Zell Dylan and Zaire would come back. What do we think is going on, and how important are they to the enterprise? Well, and Jared, but we'll be waiting longer yes, for right. that. I mean, I think that's the most important of all. I think you know Dylan and Jaron really to be more at issue right. here. Although Zaire would be helpful too. Um, they're just not. You know, you take your two best defensive players away, you're not as good defensively. And then I think compounding that is. You know, I, I think you know. Last year they were they were a great defensive team with Dylan and Jared both on the floor. They were average without either of them, and this year without either of them, they're less than average. And I think that's become com- compound effect at that point of replacing Melton and Anderson, who were good defensive players with rookies essentially, or or lesser defensive players, whether that's a Conchar or a Tillman. And so there's that's just a lot. That's a lot of loss defensively to overcome. I think you get Jared and Dylan back. I think you're going to be fine. But right now they're not a good defensive team. How much are are you? I know you've ne- you've never been concerned about Desmond Bain shooting in the preseason. Uh, are you now concerned not about his shooting, but about whether something that at the intersection of what something's up? Like, what do you make of Desmond Bain shooting? Um, well, I think there are three potential answers to that, and it's very possible. It's a it's a it's it's some of all of the above. Um, I, I think physical pain could be part of the answer in the sense that he obviously was suffering from something. Taylor Jenkins called it cramps, but he was suffering from something late in the Knicks game. I, I don't know because I haven't asked him. I don't know if anyone else has been able to, but I don't know how much physical discomfort has played a role in subsequent games. Uh, I think that could be an area of larger concern given that he had issues in the playoffs, but I, I think we're in the realm of speculation there. But that could be an issue. I think growing pains could be an issue. He is clearly trying to take on a more aggressive role in the offense and being asked to do so. And I think he's taken some nervier shots. He is, he is forcing the issue more than he did, especially early last season. And I think there are some growing pains there. I mean, his assist numbers are way up. And to me, that's a sign that he's just trying to do more with the ball. And you can see that in terms of forcing shots and other stuff. So I think that's 
probably part of it. And then, like, sometimes dudes just have cold spell shooting, and so it's hard to know how much that goes into account. I mean, this is not the worst three games shooting direction Death Bay has had. It's just at the very beginning of the season, right. and so it's amplified. But you go back last season, there was a stretch fairly early on, I think two or three weeks into the season, I think he went something like one of 20 or two of 20 from three across like four, you know, three or four games. And people were asking, what's wrong with Desmond Bain? And then like he was fine. Um, I do think because of the, the physical question and the growing pains, he's changing his role question. Right. I suspect both of those are come to bear on this, that it's not just your typical cold spell. Uh, and it's obviously amplified when there's much less help around him now. Like you've got Ja and right. then... And then what? You know, you don't have Jaron to help out. You don't have Dylan to help out. And so we're looking. You no, know, it's kind of a problem. Like, they're not a good defensive team right now without Dylan and Jaron. And they're not a good offensive team outside of John Morant. And so what's going on right now? John Morant. John Morant is, is what's going on. We'll, we will uh, we'll get to him in a minute. The, it, it just it, as, you're, you, as you say in your column, they are defensively 29 out of 30. 29 out of 30. Yeah, and like, you know, again, like they, they played three games, and one right. of those was a real thumb on the scale. But even before, even if you take out that Mavs game, they're like 19. Yeah. And so I, I just don't think, you know, you, that Houston team is not a good team at all. You know, you go to overtime against the Knicks team that I think is going to be a thoroughly average team. And so they, you know, John Morant just looks spectacular, but the Grizzlies as a whole have not looked that good. I think that's right. Ja has looked spectacular. The Grizzlies have not. Uh, onward to Ja. He has looked spectacular, and not only has he looked spectacular, he looks like he can shoot threes. Yeah, again, you don't want to overreact to a hot spell or cold spell, so we'll see. I mean, he's not going to shoot this well the rest of the season, but I do think the shot looks smoother and quicker. My eyeball tells me that 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 is the case, Um, and I'm impressed by sort of the variety. It's not just all like, you know, he pulls up for a wide-open three, like, you know, there's some of that. But he's, he's hit three of his, I think, eight or nine makes. Three of them have been, he's played, played off the ball, on the wing, and like catch and shoot stuff. And I, I think the ability for him to be, he was already a threat off the ball as a cutter, as a lob threat. If he can grow as a threat off the ball, you know, as a shooter too, I think that helps reduce, that helps reduce some of his workload without reducing his production. You know what I'm saying? Like it takes a lot right. less effort just to catch and shoot a three. Right. And to be dribbling into four people all the time. He's eight of fourteen from three, and as you pointed out, a bunch. Uh, I think three of his misses are sort of last. Yeah, the ball the ball pops out with two seconds on the clock from right. thirty feet, and you just throw it up, throwing yeah. up there. So uh, he's shot extremely well. Um, the do you by the way they've been woeful defensively. He has made some great, spectacular blocks defensively. Do you think he is better defensively? Um, I, I think the, I think the highlight blocks have very little bearing on whether he is better or worse or the same right. defensively. That's just highlight plays. Like he'll make a, so you make you know he did he, last year too. Play the whole NBA yeah. season yeah. for anybody last year may have been a John Morant block, and so I think there's that. It's great to see it, um, but I don't think that I think that's that's neither here nor there. I, my sense is he seems like he's been a little better, but we're so we're so early in the season right. and. and and, and that Mavs game was such a mess. I, you know, we'll wait and see on that. In terms of other good things happening with the Grizzlies, John Conchar's shooting, also promising. Yeah, no, his, his volume is, is way up. Um, I mean, even the, game, even the game against the Mavs, he shot one or three, but one or three in 20 minutes. Like, that's still, like, you know, pretty, pretty meaningful volume. Um, but his volume is more than doubled in terms of frequency, and his percentage is even up. 
over last year's 40%. We'll see where things settle. But I think coming out of the gate, the idea that he was going to be more aggressive about, about you know, taking the shots when the shots are there for him to take and be a quicker, a quicker like, you know, finger on the trigger in terms of letting it fly, and he has certainly lived up to that. You know, what he said on media day, he has backed up through three games. It's interesting, yeah. In terms of the, the players who are being substantially elevated in the rotation, John Conchar and Santi Aldama, they have both— They've been fine. They've been fine. They've been fine. And obviously the injuries have been the biggest issue, it feels like. Do we, by the way, have any sense of when we're going to now see Dylan Brooks and or Zaire Williams? Well, you know, Dylan was upgraded to questionable. Right. And, and, and historically questionable means you're probably going to play, but it's also a game-time decision. It is, we'll, 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 talk, we'll take a look at it right before the tip, and, you know, you'll probably play, but you might not. That's questionable. I think the implication, and we'll see, I mean, we're, we're about to have um, – shoot around here in a little bit, although the coaches don't really talk about shoot around anymore, so I don't know if we'll, we'll find out then. We'll find out shortly whether I, – I actually think they've already put out – they've already put it out. So it's, it's still questionable for tonight. The implication has been, I think, that he is likely to play, but it's just something that they'll decide, you know, on the eve of the game. Uh, other things with the Grizzlies, what do you think of the Rooks? Um, I, I think – I felt bad for Roddy um, against oh, that was the Mavs. Awful. That was they took terrible. him off the bench. They brought him up the bench oh. and like threw him on Luca, who was already hot before oh, Roddy stepped to the floor. God. And it was just like he was—you could see he—you know—he was just drowning out there on both ends of the floor. It was—it was—it was a rough, rough stretch of basketball. Um, I don't know. I think they've been okay relative to expectations. My expectations were low. I, I think they've been okay relative to it. I do think what has hurt the Grizzlies most has been sort of bench play, and particularly those guys. Right. Um, um, LaRavia, I feel, you know, LaRavia is knocking down some shots. The shot looks great when he's open. Um, there's still lots of questions there. I, I feel a little better. I, I, from day one, I felt better about LaRavia than Roddy. I still feel a little bit better about LaRavia than Roddy, I would say. Uh, and then we got to see Kenneth Lofton, Jr., uh, that yeah, was fun. I mean, you yeah. know, garbage time, eight minutes of garbage time. It was funny. I mean, he had he had two opportunities to like try to try to create great offense for himself on the block and, and roasted two dudes for buckets. Right. He also had like three committed like three fouls in seven <laughs> minutes or whatever. And so it was good to get his feet wet at least. All right, uh, Brooklyn tonight. Uh, do do uh, uh, do we know are all the are all the stars playing? Never know with that squad. As far as I know, I, I you know the the are big three. I, I you know I think they're all healthy and, and, and ready to go. As far as I know. All right, and then the piece you wrote, which I'll let people read over at the Daily Memphian, I hadn't put this together, but uh, it was the summer of 2019. Summer of 2019 were big for both the Grizzlies and the Nets. The Grizzlies draft John ja Morant. The Nets uh, go get Kevin Durant, and since then. And Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie, and Kyrie. And since then, record startlingly similar. Is that right? Number of wins? What was it here? Yes. Yeah, the, the Grizzlies, have to, I think, have two more regular season wins since that summer and the same number of postseason wins. And so, like, one team was expected to be, you know, a, a perennial title contender. The other team was expected to still, you know, finally have some momentum on its rebuild, but still in its rebuild. They were not supposed to be similar teams performance-wise over the next three seasons. No one in the world thought that, including, I'm sure, people in the Grizzlies and the Nets front offices. And yet here we are. And, and while, of course, injury has been a part of that, I, I make the point that the, the Nets have still had many, many more games played over the last three seasons 
by guys who have made all NBA teams than the Grizzlies have, which is one in John Morant. Yeah, so the Grizzlies, uh, if you count all NBA players since that summer, the Grizzlies have had 190 games from all NBA players. By the time you have Simmons, Harden, Durant, and Irving, they have played a total of 259 games. Uh, uh, I've had other guys technically, but I'm not counting like Blake Griffin and Donovan. Right, exactly. Guys who had, but I'm talking guys in their prime who have made all NBA games. Yeah. And it's interesting because you uh, – uh, vibes, which you've written about here, are so amorphous that I would right. think it would be the kind of thing that that you wouldn't put a lot of stock in, but vibes clearly matter. And this, you know. I, do, I, I do put stock into it, but I, I think it's easy to oversell the case. It's easy to overly romanticize. It's easy to lose perspective on it. It's easy to pound your chest when, when it's your team kind of thing. But I don't think it's irrelevant at all. I think basketball in some way, in, to a large degree, is fueled on – that sort of, you know, intangible chemistry connection stuff. It's just such an intimate, flowing kind of sport that I, I think that, that, you know, vibes, chemistry, togetherness, how, you know, however you want to phrase it, I think that is inextricable from the game. Now, is it more important than great talent? No. Is it more important than health? No. But I think it's a real factor in how teams, you know, perform or don't. And, and I think, you know, right now you have, you know, I think there. I think plenty of teams out there have good chemistry and good vibes, but I think the Grizzlies are one of them. I think plenty of teams right now clearly don't and haven't in recent years, and I think that's clearly been a problem for the Nets. And so, it is a little bit of a you know. I think that parallel going back to 2019 is interesting. The fact that the last time these two teams played, it was the Grizzlies All Access Day. The Nets with Durant and Irving both on the floor will render just. You know the background, the background to a grizzly story that didn't even include John Moran and ended with a <laughs> team huddle with you know declaring we here. I mean that was just such a stark illustration of the good vibe, good vibes, bad vibes dichotomy. Well, I, I also didn't realize that since that summer they've played six times and the Grizzlies are six and zero against them. Six and zero against the Nets. I mean it's really. I mean you know the Nets are really due tonight. By the way, given the way the Grizzlies are playing right now, yeah. given the defensive limitations, given Kevin Durant, like I wouldn't you know. If I were a betting man, I probably wouldn't if, be putting money on the Grizzlies tonight. Yeah, um, they certainly are due. Uh, yeah, six and zero. Oh. And the other game, as you point out, there was another notable one. It was Ja, sort of a Ja coming out party game. The first, the first win, the first Ja Morant's first NBA win, which was the third game of that season. I think it was the home. No, it wasn't the home opener. I think they played the Bulls before that. Yeah, it was the third game of that season. It was the first win of the season, and it was in overtime, and it was the game where John Morant um, blocked Kyrie Irving's jumper late in the fourth quarter, and then in overtime had the game-winning play where, in transition, he sort of flipped it back to Jay Crowder for the game-winner. This, by the way, so the Grizzlies, you talk about the way they're playing. They are beset by injuries. They are down two starters and one, uh, you know, member of the eight-man rotation. Key reserve. So that's clearly what's happening here. Right. Is there a concern, though, like in the West, you get far behind, you, or is it just a matter of going through, getting in the top six, and being healthy at the end of the season? Like, is this well, worrisome, it, it, or a, is it just the just? It's a matter of yeah. It's a matter of that, but like that's not a guarantee. There are there are too many good teams. Right. right. It's not, you're not going to coast to a top six finish in the West. Not with not with Utah. Done. Not with Utah doing what it's doing. Right. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Right. I I just think there. You know. There, I've said this from the beginning, and it'll get sorted out, but it's too early for the sorting to happen. 
but it will get sorted out, and the Grizzlies are are in danger, just like all the, any of these other teams are, to be a victim of the sorting. And so I think there are eight teams in the West that, if everything breaks right, could be the number one seed. Uh, and only six of those teams are going to not be in a play-in tournament. And so, sure, every game matters. And a lot of the sorting, as you've said, will be done on the basis of injury. And right. that's what the Grizzlies are experiencing now. Who knows? The Pelicans yeah. may be experiencing it, too. Uh, although it I mean, doesn't The good news sound. is that they are 2-1. You know, okay. And the one loss, right. there's a heavy scheduling aspect to it. But I don't think they play great to go 2-1. and one. You know, overtime against the Knicks, you know, come from behind against Houston. They haven't played great, but they are 2-1. and one. You do think they miss... Uh, D'Anthony Melton and Kyle Anderson, neither of whom, by the way, have been like lighting it up for their well, new clubs. I, I, Kyle was hurt. I don't right? think I don't think yeah. it's, that's a big thing. I think it's com- I think when Darren and Dylan are both out, it's compounded. And so now you're you're subtracting not you know your third and fourth best defensive players from last season or whatever, or fourth and fifth or however you would rank them. You're subtracting like one, two, three, and four at the moment. And so I think it's a compound effect. Um, you know, if, if if Dylan and Jaron are both out. But you have Kyle Anderson and Anthony Melton, you know, to sort of shore up that, that stuff defensively. I think they'd be a better team right now. But long term, you get Dylan and Jaron back and the rookies and Aldama continue to get better. Like, you know, it's just it's, – it's, 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 I think they're more missed in the moment because of Dylan and Jaron being out and Zyre being out than they would be otherwise. So are you really enjoying this Lakers thing, or is this cruel even for you? Even this uh, – No, I mean, the problem is that, is that the New Orleans gets their pick. Oh yeah, that's the problem. It just you can't. That's you can't the thing even about the Lakers. enjoy it. You can't even enjoy it. There's no joy from the Lakers. Even that sounds like a challenge, good, y'all. You can't enjoy it. When no. they're bad, you can't enjoy it. You can no, never that, enjoy it. It is, a, no it is a huge problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, 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 that is a huge problem. And and Utah, they they got a bunch of pros on that team. It turns out. Yeah, what? they got work to do. I mean, it'll be interesting to, there because it, it's easy. It won't be easy to make a trade because you get a, it's hard to make trades, but it's easy to decide to trade Mike Conley, to trade Rudy Gay, even to trade Jordan Clarkson. I think like Laurie Barkin looks pretty great. And so like, you know, and he's young and I, you know, I think like, you know, Jared Vanderbilt looks really good and he's young and, and you know, Colin Sexton and whatever. And so even if they ditch like the veteran veteran guys, they may still have too much talent. I think Houston, Oklahoma City are going to be hard to keep up with. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks. Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphis. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put 
put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.